It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Hello, hello, and happy Friday. Welcome to the Heartland at Noon for Friday, October 15th. I'm Blaze Wozniak, joined again by Haley Shirky. Hello, Haley. Hi, Blaze. How's it going? Just fantastic. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's the last Heartland of the week. I know. Yes, Rob Carney will be back on Monday, so he'll be back taking over. Uh, so you can all look forward to that. And we've got a busy show today, actually, to end the week. We'll kick things off with some Moose Jaw Warriors talk. Mark Smith with the Moose Jaw Warriors spoke with the team's general manager, Jason Ripplinger, and imports, Martin Rysavi and Robert Bacco. This, ahead of the team's game tonight, in Prince Albert against the Raiders. After that, we'll, discla- we'll discuss Dyslexia Awareness Month. Discover Moose Jaw's Catherine Ludwig spoke with Kirsten Downey, who's on the board of directors at Dyslexia Canada. They spoke about what exactly dyslexia is and about a dyslexia awareness campaign called Market Red. As we get closer and closer to Halloween, we will also approach Hunger and Moose Jaws Better Together Food Drive. We'll get an update from Hunger and Moose Jaws Daisy Richardson, who will give us the details on how this year's fundraiser will work. Typically, they go door to door on Halloween collecting food donations, but this year it'll be a little bit different. That is coming up. There's a new mural in Moose Jaw. This one's located at the Palliser Library on the corner of Cotto and 4th Ave. Local artist Carly J has been working hard for the past three weeks after being, rec- after being recruited by the South Hill Community Association to put together this piece. We spoke with her about the mural, and we have the details coming up. And finally, we'll get another update from the Moose Jaw Humane Society. They've got their Pause for Pledges Radiothon coming up, of course, and are currently facing a capacity catastrophe. That was kind of tough to say. It's not really a catastrophe, but they've definitely got too many cats in their shelter. We'll hear from Executive Director of the Humane Society, Dana Hawkes. The worst is over, and we're now heading into a bit of a warm stretch with a few days of double-digit temperatures coming up, including one day in the mid-20s. Your full weather forecast is coming up. And in sports, we'll tee up tonight's game with the Moose Jaw Warriors when they'll be in Prince Albert to take on the Raiders. The Warriors are looking to rebound after Wednesday's 3-2 loss. That's all coming up next. But first, Haley with the news. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw. A Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. A new public health order will come into effect at 12.01 Monday, October 18th. That will add some businesses and retail outlets that will now require proof of vaccination or negative test for public access. The additions to the public health order are seated dining in all restaurants, including fast food restaurants, liquor manufacturers conducting retail liquor sales, and liquor stores with an integrated permit that also holds a liquor restaurant or tavern permit. Proof of vaccination or negative test will not be required for food pickup or delivery at food courts or for entering a premises to use the washroom. We'll have more on this story later this afternoon. The city of Moose Jaw will be applying for grant funding to drill a geothermal test well southeast of the city. The city will be applying for the Smart Renewables and Electrification Pathway Program Capacity Building Stream through Natural Resources Canada. Councillor Crystal Froze said she is excited about its potential. 
exploring geothermal energy here obviously uh, people know that we've had the geothermal um, well and uh, and that that um, actually started Temple Gardens Mineral Spa so that's been around for a while but the potential of this is quite extraordinary in our area. Earlier this year, the City Council approved $54,200 to fund a preliminary assessment for geothermal potential of land southeast of Moose Jaw. If you've been looking for a new addition to the family, consider making a stop at the Moose Jaw Humane Society and take a look at one of their 70 cats up for adoption. Dana Hawkes, Executive Director of the Moose Jaw Humane Society, tells us why they have so many cats and kittens at the shelter. It has just been a steady year of kittens. With the warmer weather, the kitten season is just dragging on and on. And fall kittens, with their health, they struggle more than those spring kittens do. So that's a lot of additional vet visits and medication. If you can't commit to the full adoption process, fostering kittens is also an option, as well as donations for kitten food and formula. Call the Moose Jaw Humane Society or visit their website for more details on how to help. Ensuring no kid goes through the day without a lunch, Hunger in Moose Jaw has brought back their I Bought a Lunch campaign. The program provides daily lunches to kids who may not otherwise get one. Charla Sept with Hunger in Moose Jaw. Each lunch contains a sandwich, a fruit, a veg, milk or milk product, and also a snack. They could stop by our office and drop off a donation. Uh, We take e-transfers. The sky's the limit on how you want to donate. You can even just give us a call here at the office and we can help walk you through it. Every dollar makes a difference. There is no criteria to join the program, which already feeds approximately 300 kids per day in Moose Jaw. Tourism Moostra has released the final dates for the ghost and true crime tours. Executive Director Jackie LaRue Mason says the tours were very successful and they're already looking into things to add for next year. We'd love to incorporate, you know, um, some, either some additional tours looking to, to cater to more family-friendly stuff, which we did with the ghost tour, which was very successful. Uh, potentially even just adding, opening up more opportunities to have more tours, uh, which, you know, if we can get the staff to do that next year, we'll be happy to do that. The final dates for the ghost tours are October 22nd, 23rd, 29th, and the 30th. The true crime tours final dates are October 21st and 28th. Book your tour at tourismmoosejaw.securedirectbookings.com. Tuesday's City Council meeting discussed the current waste collection system for October. Concerns came forward that it should be a weekly pickup. Acting Mayor Don Looning, along with other council members, agreed to evaluate this in next year's budget. October 1st is too early, and it's been too early for a number of years. I've had people call me over the years that are in the avenues. You know, the leaves, I I mean, I have a big tree in my backyard, and the leaves aren't off it yet. So imagine being in the avenues or wherever there's lots of really mature trees that haven't had their leaves fall yet, and now suddenly it's biweekly already. So we have to look at this in budget. A motion was also passed for the landfill to have a second weekend for free yard waste disposal on November 6th and 7th. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 108 points. The Dow Jones is up 268 points. The NASDAQ is up 52 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 80.67 cents U.S. 
And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. The United States is expected to announce fully vaccinated Canadians will be able to drive into the United States in just over three weeks. What's still not clear is whether people who receive doses of two different vaccines will be considered fully vaccinated. Quebec is requiring people to show proof of vaccination before they can enter numerous health network facilities starting today. People aged 13 and older will need a vaccine passport to enter places such as hospitals, long-term care homes, clinics, rehab centers and seniors' residences. Meanwhile, the health department said yesterday it would lift capacity limits for bars and restaurants on November 1st and allow those businesses to reduce space between tables to one meter from two meters. The Canadian Real Estate Association says home sales in September edged up on a month-over-month basis for the first time since March. The association says home sales in September were up 0.9 percent compared with August. The results came as the number of newly listed properties in September fell 1.6 percent compared with August. And British Conservative MP David Ames has died after being attacked during a regular meeting with constituents at Belfair's Methodist Church east of London. British police are only saying a man has been arrested after a reported stabbing in eastern England. I'm Candace Dirksen. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. In senior boys high school volleyball last night, Cornerstone defeated Briarcrest in three sets. Vanier defeated Peacock in three sets and Central defeated Riverview in three sets. Meanwhile, in girls volleyball, Peacock downed Central in three sets and Briarcrest defeated Vanier in four sets. High school football action this weekend. The Central Cyclones will host Estevan at Guthridge Field on Saturday. Game time is at 1 p.m. And then also on Saturday, Peacock is on the road to face Yorkton. While Weyburn and Swift Current meet in Swift Current. The Moose Jaw Warriors will look to avenge their loss against the Prince Albert Raiders as they meet tonight in Prince Albert. Game time is 7 p.m. and you can catch all of the action on Country 100 with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo. The CFL-leading Winnipeg Blue Bombers can clinch a playoff spot with a win over the struggling Elks tonight in Edmonton. The defending Grey Cup champion Bombers enter the game with a sparkling 8-1 record, and the Elks are 2-6 on the season and 0-4 at Commonwealth Stadium. And remember, we'd like your scores and local sports stories. Fill us in by email at sports at discovermoosejaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Pretty nice today. Sunny, wind west at 20, with a high of 12. Tonight, clear with a low of 0. Saturday, sunny, high of 16. Sunday, sunny, high of 25. That's going to feel really hot. Monday, mix of sun and cloud, high of 17. And Tuesday, mix of sun and cloud with a high of 7. Right now, Moose Jaw 7 degrees, Regina 5 degrees, Assiniboia Gravelberg 5 degrees, Rockland Cornac 7 degrees, Swift Current 8 degrees, Elbow 7 degrees, Davidson Watrous 6 degrees. Once again, Assiniboia 5 degrees, Regina 5 degrees, and the wind west at 18 kilometers an hour. The relative humidity is at 53%. It's 7 degrees in Moose Jaw. The record high for today was 28 degrees in 1961. The record low, minus 8 in 1992. And now time for Drew Lerner. 
A turnaround in weather will be occurring across the prairies today through the weekend, and you will likely see most of Saskatchewan warming up above normal once again. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. Temperatures fell below freezing across the majority of the province overnight, and skies cleared off in quite a few areas. We still had some lingering cloud cover and wind blowing across some of the easternmost parts of the region, which held the temperatures up a little bit more. Some of the extreme lows out to the west got down close to minus six or so out in the interior west central parts of the province. Now, as we turn around, we're going to see this weather pattern turning warmer, and the odds are good that precipitation is going to be now for a while. I don't see much more than a spit or a spat of precipitation coming up all the way through the middle part of next week. Now, we will see the temperatures seesawing back and forth, but will be warmer than normal more often than not. Temperatures this afternoon expected to warm up. We'll see readings getting up into the upper single digits and teens across a big part of the province and the odds are fairly good that a few temperatures will come up close to 20 degrees in the far southwest. Now tomorrow we'll see the warmest weather is starting to push into the region. The winds will switch around to the south and we'll start pushing the temperatures a little bit higher with most everybody in the teens and a few readings going into the lower 20s again in the southwestern part of the region. Maybe a few west central areas as well. And then Sunday, we'll see the winds increasing out of the south, and that'll be our warmest day for sure. Afternoon readings will be in the upper teens through the lower 20s, and there will be some middle 20-degree readings occurring near the U.S. border, especially in the southwest and south-central part of the province. The warmer weather will be short-lived, though. We are expecting another frontal system to cut through the region as we go into Monday and continuing into Tuesday morning. And northwest winds will blow back across the region, and we'll look for those northerly winds ending up gusting a little bit, pushing in some cooler air, and temperatures will come back down to upper single digits and perhaps a few lower teens as we get to the middle part of next week. Not a terrible scenario, still warmer than usual, and our nighttime lows are expected to bounce around a bit too. We'll see a lot of temperatures in the positive-negative single-digit readings all the way through this next seven-day period, with a couple of mornings likely to stay above freezing, and those will probably be on a Sunday morning in particular, but probably Monday as well. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Time now for your road report brought to you by our friends at My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived, small to double XL. Team Hogan Road closures according to the City of Moose Jaw website. Sewer and water relay work ongoing on Cotto Street between 1st and 2nd Southeast. Sewer and water relay work ongoing on 9th Avenue Northwest between Staticone and Athabasca Street West. More sewer and water relay work on Hopkins Crescent between Grayson, uh, Grayson Crescent and Albert Street. What else is happening? Sewer and water relay work on Hoshalega Street East between 1st and 2nd Northeast. Uh, water service leak as well on Willily Drive between Flax Road and Calypso Drive. And that is your road report. And this is Paul Martin. There was a subtle but potentially significant shift in consumer attitudes in the past month. When we entered September, consumers were getting back into their old habits. We were heading out to restaurants, enjoying social activity, and basically devoting more time and money towards services. That was in contrast to the previous year when we had focused on home improvement and comfort items. But then in mid-September, we seemed to be reverting back to that comfort mode again. 
This data comes from spending patterns tracked by RBC Royal Bank, which watches how COVID is affecting activity in bank accounts and on credit cards. They found that we are spending more on cards than we were before COVID, but they did detect a subtle shift as we move from entertainment and in-person outings that surged during the heat of the summer back towards increased investment in our homes, things like furniture and gardening, while clothing expenditures fell. And they saw that travel spending is still soft as we stick closer to home. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The Moose Jaw Warriors tasted defeat for the first time on home ice this season on Wednesday, dropping a 3-2 game against the Prince Albert Raiders at Mosaic Place. Now the Warriors will be looking for redemption when they head into the Art Hauser Centre for a rematch with the Raiders. I actually just last segment saw the Warriors bus drive down Main Street. So they're on their way there now. Uh, Make sure you can listen, or you can listen to the game tonight on Country 100 if you would like. But with more on the team, speaking with general manager Jason Ripplinger and import players Martin Rysavi and Robert Bacco, here's Mark Smith with the Moose Jaw Warriors. I'm being joined by Warriors general manager Jason Ripplinger. Uh, and Jason, thanks for taking the time to sit down with us here tonight. Well, thanks for having me here. Um, first off, let's talk about uh, it was a busy week uh, for the Warriors front office, uh, starting with the extensions for the uh, Warriors hockey operations staff. Uh, uh, how nice is it to have that uh, all these people locked up again for, for long term to, to be able to build uh, something here in Moose Jaw? Yeah, no, you know what? It's important to the organization. It's important to the players that are here that, uh, you know, there's stability here that uh, there won't be any changes. And, you know what? We can all move forward here and uh, relax and develop these players. Mark O'Leary's been the, the head coach for a couple of seasons now. Uh, this is his first full season. Uh, you got the, the hub year and the, the second half of the, the 2019-20 season. Um, but what does he bring to the table for this team, and, and why, why does he make this team better as a head coach? Uh, I mean, for Mark, you know, I, I believe he relates uh, real well to the players. Uh, the players uh, can, you know, to go into his office and, uh, and, and ask him questions. They don't have to feel, uh, be afraid to not ask him, you know, whether Mark's having a bad day or the player's having a bad day. Uh, I think Mark really communicates well with the players. And the assistant coaches, just uh, what do they bring to the table? How, how key are they to the, the whole operation? Well, Gord uh, played defense all his life. Uh, so obviously with him being on the back end, they're helping our defensemen develop. And with Scott King, uh, he's, you know, he's got, when he played, he had lots of skill and he's a skills uh, teacher. He does a good job uh, helping our players work on their skills. Um, so overall, the, the hockey operations staff in place for a long time. Um, that, that's got to be a nice piece to have for you. Uh, how, how important was that for you to get done early in the season? 
It, it was important. I just, you know, some guys, guys are waiting to, to sign a contract. Uh, they knew they were getting one. It was just a matter of time. It was uh, about to deal with some of the front office stuff first, and uh, they knew they were getting their contract. And let's talk about the trade that happened uh, this week as well, bringing in a 20-year-old defenseman uh, from the Prince George Cougars. Uh, why was that trade made? What, what does that add to the Warriors? Well, I think our strength is our defense. And, you know, I, I just thought uh, with uh, Jordan being out uh, week to week, we're not sure how long he'll be. I thought adding an older player uh, with some character to maybe settle down the blue line when it gets into tighter games. Um, you know, if it, uh, Damon Hunt leaves for the World Juniors, uh, we, you know, there we got a 20-year-old uh, that can just fill in his role. What does Kadura bring? What, what kind of defenseman is he? He's a stay-at-home defenseman. He plays with uh, a lot of grit, uh, uh, good first pass, good skater. Uh, and, you know, I just like the way he competes. So we're three games into the regular season, uh, period into this game. Uh, I guess, how are you feeling about this year's Warriors team and, and how are things looking uh, early on in the season? Well, I guess uh, to say we're, we've been in every game. Uh, one, two out, of the, two out of the three. I didn't really like our first period today, but... Uh, uh, it's still zero zero, but uh, overall, I just like how uh, our guys come and we're we're ready to play. Is that something we can build off of too, uh, going uh, later into the season, being a team that's that's in every game? I I think so, and I you know I want to run with the guys that we have. I'm not a I don't want to be a GM who you know wants to you know trade all the time, or you know I want our coaches to to develop these players and uh, see where we can go with these guys. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time, Jason. Uh, enjoy the, the rest of the game. Awesome. Thanks for having me. We're going to be joined by Martin Rice-Abbey and Robert Backo, the Mushell Warriors, two import forwards who are uh, joining the team for the first time. Rice-Abbey is from the Czech Republic. Bako is from Slovakia, both players uh, making their Warriors debut this season. And uh, I had a chance to speak with both players and, and find out what it's been like to, to settle down here in the friendly city. Martin Rice-Abbey and Robert Bacco are expected to be big pieces for the Moose Jaw Warriors this season, figuratively and literally. The two big import forwards have joined the Warriors after Moose Jaw played last season without imports during the Subway WHL hub. Both players stand in at over 6'2 and tip the scales over 200 pounds, giving the Warriors size and skill in their forward group. I'm a more power forward with... Uh... Uh, advantage of a big body and I can I can play hard I can cover pucks uh, I can score a goal so uh, I'm more ver versatile type. Bako joined the Warriors late in training camp and made his impact felt immediately scoring in the team's inner squad game just a day after arriving in Canada. The Slovakian product went on to score in three of four preseason games and also showed his physical edge by receiving a one-game suspension in the preseason. He would score again in the Warriors' 7-1 win over the Saskatoon Blades to open up the regular season. Um, it, it's a good feeling that uh, mostly on, uh, in home, home matches I scored, so it's a good feeling, but I'm more proud of my team that we won a lot of matches. Rice Abbey was selected by the Warriors with the sixth overall pick in the 2020 CHL import draft, but he had to wait a year to make his Warriors debut due to the COVID-19 pandemic. During that time, Rice Abbey was picked by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the seventh round of the NHL draft. Before coming to Moose Jaw, Rice Abbey spent about a month in Columbus at Blue Jackets training camp. The Czech Republic product says he had a great experience with the Blue Jackets. I think about myself a lot, how to eat, how to do good practice, some, 
some stuff about this. Uh, we had some like nutrition meeting, mental health meetings, and uh, everything. They had a good care of us, like players. So it was really fun, and I think I learned a lot of things here. Rice Avi arrived in Musha just a day before the team's home opener on October 1st. He went from off the plane and onto the ice with the Warriors for his debut. It was so hard because I had like probably eight hours of traveling and uh, doing stuff on immigration and I arrived uh, late night so it was, it was hard but it, uh, for everyone it needs time and I need the time to, to like get some rest and to meet the boys and, and everything so it's getting so better but it was, it was hard for me but I think we play a really good game home. Rice Avi has slotted onto a line with star young forwards Braden Yeager and Jagger Furkus. He says the trio is building chemistry after playing together for three games. Yeah, they are like uh, young guys. I didn't play like in last three three years with many like, younger guys, so it's kind of different. I will try to learn other than something I learned in Czech, in men's league and uh, national hockey team in Czech. So it will be fun and. I hope uh, I will help them on a draft, so it's looking pretty good right now. Both rookies feel like they're playing well, but are excited to continue to grow. I'm playing good, but I can play better, but it needs some time because, you know, it's different, different team, different guys, different ring, and everything is different, and uh, everyone needs some time to, to get the chance. I can play better, I always can play better, but uh, I think I... I fit in the group, so it's. I think it's okay for him. Bako has been around the team longer and has said he's enjoyed getting to know his teammates so far. The first day I came here, they were they were a lot very very friend, friendly, and uh, I didn't expect that because uh, I didn't have uh, that that good experience with the teammates, uh, but. I was shocked. Bako also says he's really enjoying discovering Moose Jaw. I like the city. Uh, it's a small city, so uh, quiet place, and I like it. I like quiet place. I'm I'm quiet guy, so <laughs> and uh, there's a good restaurants here. Thanks again to Robert Bacco and Martin Rice-Avi for sharing with me what uh, their experience has been like so far here coming to Moose Jaw, to Canada, to, to play for the Moose Jaw Warriors, uh, the two import forwards, uh, finding a, 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 some, a home here at uh, Mosaic Place as the, they both suit up in their first seasons with the Moose Jaw Warriors. So uh, we'll see them uh, continue to grow. Baco has uh, one goal so far this season uh, that came uh, in the season opener while uh, Martin Rice-Avi is still looking for his first Western Hockey League point. Uh, so we'll see what they can do uh, here moving forward uh, with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Yep. Puck drop tonight is at 7 o'clock, and even though the game is out of town, you can still catch all of the action on our sister station, Country 100.7 FM, with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo. Pre-game show starts at 6.40. Time now for a break. When we're back, we're talking Dyslexia Awareness Month. That's next on The Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Hi folks, Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Harvest is moving fast, so let's plan for next year. 
book winter inspections on Case IH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine Case IH parts installed with the inspection. Special trucking rates and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's Equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. Everyone has a birthday, and everyone likes to celebrate. So let's do it together on the radio. Every weekday at 10 to 9 on the 800 CHAB Morning Show, we present the birthday and anniversary calendar. Tell us about the special people in your life, and we'll send them best wishes on the air. Plus, one lucky winner gets a Teleflora party bouquet from Evans Florist in downtown Moose Jaw. Birthdays and anniversaries, every weekday morning on 800 CHAB. With everything that we've been through during this long haul, PV Mart is grateful for every customer. And Customer Appreciation Days is our way of giving back. This weekend only, visit us online at pvmart.com or come in store to harvest a ton of savings, including 15% off all power tools and fencing supplies, 25% off all toys and safety footwear. Don't miss our biggest sale of the fall during Customer Appreciation Days. Now until Thursday at PV Mart. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Welcome back. This is Dyslexia Awareness Month. With more to talk about dyslexia and how it affects people, here's Catherine Ludwig speaking with Kirsten Downey, who's on the board of directors at Dyslexia Canada. First and foremost, can you tell me about dyslexia and what it is? Uh, Dyslexia is a neurologically based condition which uh, makes it difficult for children to learn to read, write, and spell. It's often thought of um, just the reversing of the Bs and Ds, but it is more typically characterized as a difficulty to decode or sound out letters and blend those letters to make, this, to make a word. So it is a learning disability? It is, correct. Okay, and in a standard-sized classroom, what is the ratio for kids who have dyslexia compared to kids who don't? Um, Dyslexia impacts two to four children in every classroom, but most go undiagnosed. So is dyslexia easy to misdiagnose? Um, Most of the time, I wouldn't say misdiagnose. It's just they go undiagnosed. um, So completely under the radar. Correct, yeah. Um, Dyslexia is on a continuum or on a scale. And so some children, like my son, would be further along, and it's really hard to miss those kids. My son, at the end of grade one, could not read a single word. But there's other kids who can use coping skills and manage to go through school without anybody really even figuring it out. Um, what they have. And there's many examples of that. Brent Sopel, who is in the NHL, um, and he's a spokesperson for dyslexia as well. He was just only diagnosed as an adult when his child started to struggle to read. And he's quite vocal and talks a lot about the struggles that being undiagnosed um, had on his life. Okay, so tell me, what are the signs of dyslexia? There's a, there's a, a wide range of signs. Um, any Some of the early indicators would be children struggling um, to learn their letters, children struggling to learn the sounds associated with letters, not being able to rhyme. That's another sign. Um, 
but often as a child, a child starts to read, some of the, the really critical is that they lack the ability or they really struggle with decoding a word. So breaking that word down into the specific sounds. All right. So at what age do kids start experiencing these symptoms of having this learning disability? So they can um, they can really be, again, depending on where they are on the continuum, um, it can start to be noticed as young as three and four. Um, you can, there is, you can screen a child um, as early as kindergarten, but most often testing doesn't happen until grade three or four. Some don't get referred um, until much later. And the list and um, for the children to be tested can be quite long as well. So these symptoms are usually being picked up in school and teachers are not being provided the proper tools they need to help children with this learning disability cope with it. What kind of resources and tools would you say should be provided? So literacy is the most research aspect of education. We know how the brain learns to read and it is through structured literacy. This approach is effective for all children, including English as a second, second language, autistic and dyslexic children. So you're really going to get the largest group of children reading using that form of teaching. Right now, I am talking with Kirsten Downey, who is on the board of directors at Dyslexia Canada. And it's obviously very important for teachers to have those resources and to raise awareness of the issue. Dyslexia Canada is working with IG Wealth Management on a month-long awareness campaign. Yeah, and so the the campaign is really um, to market red throughout the month. And so people are trying to be as creative as they can be. Um, whether it's lighting up their houses red, asking different um, buildings within their communities to light up red, really to to drive awareness of dyslexia and um, the supports that are effective for those students. And as well to create um, a community for those students so that they don't feel so isolated. So this is the fourth annual Um, national awareness raising campaign. So buildings will be lit up red all across Canada. Is there anything else happening in the campaign? Yes, so there is some webinars. So if you go to Dyslexia Canada, they have a list of different webinars that they are providing. There was a a classroom webinar where um, different classes across Canada could link in and join and listen to some adults who have dyslexia and learn a little bit about it. There's also been some resources set up for teachers as well as parents. And how can people get involved? Can they donate at all? Uh, Yeah, so Dyslexia Canada has um, a campaign right now. People can donate um, to Dyslexia Canada right on their webpage, and so that's dyslexiacanada.org. Great. Okay. And do you have anything else that you would like to add on the topic? Anything I might have missed? Um, So I would say that dyslexia actually has nothing to do with intelligence and that, like we've talked about earlier, this is a learning disability. And so as when these children are taught how to read, um, 
with structured literacy, they can go on to have amazing careers and lives. Uh, there's some a lot of really famous people who are dyslexic, from Steve Jobs to Albert Einstein, um, and and the list goes on and on. There are so many people who have been able to be who who are dyslexic, but have been able to use that as an advantage within their life. I, I guess the last thing I would um, so advice I would give to parents who have a child who have recently been diagnosed or who they suspect um, may have dyslexia, I would encourage them to start doing their own research. Um, I would encourage them to find um, a group of similar parents out there. There's many supports out there. Um, It's a long journey and it can take a lot out of you. So having those supports, having those people, when you have questions that come out throughout this process, having people that you can count on and go back to is something that I found that I have personally found to be very beneficial. Well, I'll switch gears just a little bit and talk Halloween more specifically Hunger and Moose Jaw's annual Better Together Food Drive. Tegan Whitco spoke with Hunger and Moose Jaw's Daisy Richardson and got the scoop. This year, the Better Together Food Drive returns, but with a, a little bit of a spin, kind of mirroring what you folks did last year due to, you know, the current climate and restrictions. Uh, so tell us what the plan is for this Halloween. Yeah, well, this is our 16th annual Better Together Food Drive, and... Um, Hillcrest, we are for the city of Moose Jaw. We want to see our city thrive. And even in tough conditions, or especially in tough conditions, we want to figure out ways to do that. Obviously, last year we were unable to go door-to-door and collect food and have 400 volunteers at the fairground sorting it. That's so much fun, but that wasn't possible. So we did something different and shifted to an online giving campaign, um, which just really harnessed the generosity of the people of Moose Jaw towards the food bank. And we're so thankful for that. Um, I think it was over $60,000 came in last year. So when we spoke with the food bank this year, um, as we were starting to make plans, we asked them how best we could support under the circumstances, and they agreed that repeating a similar thing to what we did last year would be the most helpful to them. So that's what we want to do. Of course, the food bank is always in need of donations. Can you recall just just how much, how many pounds of food that $60,000 could provide? Oh, Sorry, that's not a number I can do. I know that, I, there, yeah, it's not a one-to-one equivalent. It's not like a dollar a pound. Normally, when we would collect physical food, we would collect about 50,000 pounds of food. Um, that's a lot of pallets of food. Um, $60,000 is not exactly equivalent to that, but we still felt like it was a very generous donation. And then, of course, the food bank is able to purchase in bulk and those types of things. So maybe it does equate. I don't know how many pounds that would be. <laughs> That's totally fair. What would be, what's your goal for this year in a dollar amount? Well, I think our goal last year was $50,000 um, because just it was a similar number to the 50,000 pounds. And we were very delighted to see that that was exceeded. I think we would still have a, a $50,000 goal for this year. Um, we know it's, we're, we're two years into um, changes now, and people are in different situations. So we know that affects everybody in different ways. And, and we just really want to see the food bank be able to continue to do the great work that they're doing. 
Obviously, the convenience of, in a typical year, having volunteers go door-to-door and collect those non-perishable food items, it's easy. You know, you grab a couple items at the at the grocery store when you're getting your own grocery shopping yeah. trip done. So why would you encourage someone to go onto your website or to stop by and make this donation? Why is it so important? Well, it, all, everything is changing around us, and it's been changing for a year and a half. But hunger isn't one of those things that's changed. There's still hungry people in our community, and we want to be able to see them provided for. Um, it's just too complicated for us to do it the old way. But the new way is to be able to give either online or to write an old-fashioned check and mail it to the food bank. Now, we don't even want to be the, the in-between person. We don't need to be an in-between person in this. We're asking people to give directly to the food bank, and they can do that online at the food bank's website, which is mjfoodbank.org. And right away, you'll see a donate button there. It'll say Better Together Food Drive. And if you want want to actually write a check, um, you'll just want to note that the food bank has moved locations. They're still in the same neighborhood, but they bought a new building this year and have been just moving into that. And so the address is now 270 Fairford Street West, um, very close to the old location. But donations are, they're great either way, whether it's just easy to go click online and do that or if you'd prefer to do it the old-fashioned way, that's wonderful as well. And, Daisy, we are chatting a little, well, nice and early, well in advance of, uh, obviously, October 31st, but this campaign, this donation campaign, is running for a full week, is my understanding. That's right. Um, You can be watching your front doors or your mailboxes later this month. We'll be putting out door hanger reminders like we did last year, Um, just that gives you a, a physical reminder that now's the time to give, and we really look at that week leading up to Halloween. Um, normally, we're at people's doors on Halloween on October 31st, but um, we want to give people a few days to remember to go online and give. So, yeah, that whole week that leads up, I think it's like the 25th of October up to the 31st, um, you can go online and give, or you can get those checks in the mail. Wonderful. Daisy, is there anything that we missed? Anything you'd like to add today? I don't think so. Thank you so much for the call. We're excited to be able to bless the food bank again this year. And we just know that Moose Jaw is such a generous community. Um, we're just happy to get to be a little organizing part in, in getting that generosity to those that need it. We should get started on that trenching right away. Did you make a one call? I don't see any markings. I'm pretty sure I know where the pipeline is. Sorry, this is my farm and my family's safety. So pretty sure won't cut it. Let's get a locate and then we can start. Safety is everyone's responsibility. The depth and location of a pipeline can vary. So any activity on a right of way can have serious consequences. Always contact the pipeline operator before crossing or excavating. Find your local one call at clickbeforeyoudig.com. A message from TC Energy. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today is sunny wind from the west at 20 kilometers per hour and a high of 12. Tonight it'll be clear wind still from the west at 20 hour, becoming light this evening and a low of zero. Tomorrow it'll be sunny, a high of 16. Tomorrow night will be clear with a low of plus three. Sunday, sunny with a high of 25. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 17. Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 7. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Catherine Ludwig. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Church of Our Lady will be hosting a drive through fall supper on Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5, with food prepared and individually packaged by Charlotte's Catering. 
Your meals will be delivered packaged to your vehicle, and advance prepaid tickets will be sold for only $20 a meal. Cash, check, or e-transfer will be accepted. Meals will consist of roast turkey and dressing, four salads, vegetable, bun, and cheesecake for dessert. If you want to take part, you're asked to contact Church of Our Lady. That again is a drive through fall supper at Church of Our Lady, Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Ottawa Real Estate. Providing honest service for all your real estate and insurance needs. Locally owned since 1910. Minute Muffler Break and Wheel. For complete automotive service and maintenance. Call or book online at mjminute.ca. Corner of High Street and 2nd Avenue Northwest. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Welcome back. Those driving on South Hill may notice a new mural on the corner of Cotto and 4th Ave. Local artist Carly J. finished up her, mu- her, mule, her mural on the Palliser Library recently. With more, here's Catherine Ludwig in conversation with Carly. Are you finished or close to being finished, the mural at the Palliser Library? I am close to being done. I would suspect about another week of detailing and touch-ups. Okay, and are you there usually every day? I try to be, yeah. I've been picking away every day the past few weeks here. This is week three, I guess, Um, but it's always weather-dependent and shoulder-dependent, too. It's quite the strain on the shoulders working over your head like that. Oh, I have no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what were your thoughts when the city came to you and asked you to be the artist for this project? Well, I saw the wall as a great big blank canvas, and the concepts of what they were wanting to do were definitely up my alley, trying to capture pieces of our, our history in South Hill. And where did you find inspiration for the pictures that are on the wall? The design was definitely inspired by the South Hill Community Association. They are the ones that have commissioned me to paint this project. Um, So it was definitely their ideas that we had a Zoom meeting one night and they all pitched their ideas to me and we came up with a mock-up rough design from there. And is there any special meaning behind the pictures that are on the pages of the books in the mural? Yes, yeah, so the pages are trying to represent like noteworthy places in our South Hill community. So places like Waccamaw and Tatawa Park or what was formerly the Wild Animal Park, um, as well as the 4th Avenue Viaduct, the Thunderbird Viaduct, which is obviously a main route to our South Hill community, um, and also CFB Musha, 15 Wings. So We obviously can't capture everything, but those were things that collectively we thought were important towards the South Hill community. I've had um, many people come out and help me on this project so far, and I think that just adds to the sense of community and what we're trying to build with this mural. So you just mentioned that other people have gone out and helped you. Were they local artists as well? There's one local artist, um, her name is Kayla Hansen, or 32 Flavors, people might recognize her by. She has been a big help um, helping me fill in some of the greenery scenes on the pages in the middle. And then the other helpers have mostly been my family and friends that have come and helped me fill in some, some space on this 112-foot wall. So, Thanks for that, Catherine. 
The Pause for Pledges Radiothon is now only three weeks away. This, just as the Humane Society, is reaching capacity. With more, here's Courtney Fielder and Dana Hawkes. We're joined here with our good friend from the Moose Jaw Humane Society, Dana Hawkes, Executive Director of the Moose Jaw Humane Society. How's it going today, Dana? Going good, Courtney. It's going to be warm. There's going to be no none of that white stuff on the ground today. Definitely, and even better by the weekend. I know we're talking off the air here. It's going to be absolutely fantastic weather-wise. Hopefully, we can see this weather like this three weeks out here from our Radiothon, the day of Friday, November 5th. It would be nice to have some warm weather, right? It really would, because that 6 a.m. start in the dark is a little harsh. <laughs> it definitely is. If you're not used to it, it's, it's definitely a, a harsh wake-up for sure. It is. It's worth it. <laughs> But it is a harsh wake-up. It definitely is. And like we said, it's three weeks out from uh, tomorrow from our ninth annual Positive Pledges Radiothon, all in support of the Moose Jaw Humane Society. Last week, we announced our big goal of $85,000, which I know, you know what, our community is always so supportive of that. And I think we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to make it to that 85000 I hope so. It is a bit of a lofty goal. It was a big jump from last year. And you know, with COVID, we really hope that everybody is still able to dig in. If everybody in the city of Moose Jaw donated as little as $20, we would kill that goal. Wow, that's crazy. And you know what? Of course, uh, one of the big things, too, about this Radiothon is getting a chance to hear about adoption stories or maybe people adopting pets the day of. And I know right now people are looking at maybe adopting kittens. You guys are pretty well overrun by kittens out there right now, aren't you? We are. It has just been a steady year of kittens. With the warmer weather, the kitten season is just dragging on and on. And fall kittens, with their health, they struggle more than those spring kittens do. So that's a lot of additional vet visits and medication because it's so important to give those little tiny babies as good a chance at survival as we can. That's crazy. I didn't know that uh, kittens in the fall struggle a little bit more. They do. They do. Wow, and right now I know, too, i seen the little pop-up message on the Moose Jaw Humane Society website this morning. Uh, and, of course, you guys are always looking for some help, too, when it comes to, like, fostering and bottles for the kittens and stuff, too, right? Yes, we have over 70 cats in our care today, and it's just impossible for the staff to do a great job, you know, cleaning to keep the shelter as disease-free as possible and shower those little babies with love. So if you could open your hearts and homes to some kittens, either a mama cat and kittens or some orphan kittens that just need a few weeks of extra love and attention, we would be ever so grateful. If you can't, if you could make a donation to the shelter's Radiothon, we can put that money towards buying formula and cat food and those medications to make sure they get their best start to life as we, that we can give them. Definitely. And of course, all this talk too about helping out with uh, fostering animals. I know getting into the Radiothon and everything, we have many opportunities to catch up with people that have fostered animals. And maybe if this is something that people have been hearing a lot about, how can they get into uh, helping out with fostering animals? If you go to our website at mjhf.ca, under Programs and Services, you'll see a little spot where you can submit your application to foster. And you can offer to foster dogs or those, you know, mama cats and kittens or the orphan kittens, whichever you like. The dog opportunity isn't as much because we have five dogs in our care today and we have 75 cats in our care. So we certainly need more of the cat fosters than we do of the dog fosters. But if you want to submit your name, we would be so grateful for your help. 
And, of course, one more big thing here, uh, Dane, I want to talk with you about uh, in, in regards to getting ready for the Radiothon three weeks out here is the Passer Pledges Radiothon auction. That's still going on. Each week you guys have been posting new and different things that people can bid on, which uh, the bids always end on Saturdays at 12 p.m., right? They do, yep. And you can watch for those. There'll be sneak peeks throughout the weekend. And starting on Tuesday or Wednesday, we're thinking we're going to move it to Wednesday. The um, auction will start and you can start your bidding. And then, like you said, it closes Saturday at noon. And we're going to have five or six weeks because the donations are just flying in. We can't keep up with them. So it's been a great um, fundraiser for us to add to those, that radiothon total. Oh, that is awesome to hear. And you know, it's a great way to get a head start on that Christmas shopping. I know it might feel a little early to be thinking about that, but uh, it'll be here before you know it. I know. I already got an item (laughs) as a Christmas gift, so I'm on it. There you go. So definitely take a look at that all on the Moose Shaw Humane Society Facebook page. And Dana, can't wait. Countdown, like we said, it's on three weeks out from our Pods or Pledges Radiothon. Looking forward to it, Courtney. You heard him. Only three weeks until the Pause for Pledges Radiothon. They got lots, lots of cats there too. Seventy cats. Haley, do you need a, do you need a cat? I personally don't need a cat. What about you, Blaze? No. I see. I like cats, but I'm allergic to cats, and I feel like all cats know when someone's allergic to them, because then they just stick to that person. Or when someone doesn't like a cat, they always gravitate towards them. I know they're just little evil beasts, but cute cute and in need of a good home so yes that is very head true. to the humane society get yourself a cat why not because they're at cat capacity as everyone <laughs> heard uh just a reminder as well moose jaw warriors are in action tonight you can listen to the game while they're in prince albert on our sister station country 100 100.7 fm voice of the warriors james gallo we'll have all the action starting at 6 40 with the pregame show puck drop at seven o'clock and that does it for the Heartland at noon, the Blaze and Haley show is done. Haley, how was it? It was awesome. A great week. Yeah. I think we did good. I think so, too. I, I think people will want us back on Monday instead of Rob Carney. Yes, I think Rob will be proud of us, hopefully. I think he's going to disagree with that last statement as well. Maybe people not. want Rob back. <laughs> Either way, that does it for us. I'll be back later this afternoon to lead you through the afternoon. And you still get your daily dose of Rob Carney coming up in just a few seconds with the best of Carney's comments. So... For Haley and I, thank you very much for joining, and we'll talk to you later. If you have grain to sell, call JGL. 306-624-2378. Hi, Matt here from JGL Commodities. Farmers, prices have never been better for grains, pulses, and oil seeds. We are in the market for your wheat, barley, durum, flax, peas, lentils, and oats. Call us today to discuss our bids. Ranchers and feeders, JGL is your corn, wheat, barley, and byproduct supplier. When you deal with JGL, you're dealing with a company that has been operating in Saskatchewan for over 40 years. JGL Commodities, your trusted partner at the farm gate. Whether it's a scrimmage with friends, the game-winning goal, or a personal best, sports, activity, exercise, it feels great. But sometimes we overdo it and need help to get back in the game, back on the ice, and back to active. The Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest has the supports and bracing you need to do just that. For home health and active living solutions, see the Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest, corner of Main and Thatcher. The Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. Hey, it's Brendan Labatt, and I'm a proud member of the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. 
Did you know every SWF membership purchased supports the securement and management of 300,000 acres of critical wildlife habitat in our province? Join our team and keep Saskatchewan wild. To get your membership or to learn more about our benefits, visit swf.sk.ca or call 1-877-SWF-WILD. Localjobshop.ca A new job, a first job, a different job, a better job. Sign up for the free daily digest and get daily local job listings sent directly to your inbox. The right job, right here, right now. Localjobshop.ca Time now for the best of Carney's comments. It's Facebook Friday, our weekly look at some of the best quips and quotes. This local woman with some Friday morning motivation. I can't decide what pants to put on today. Smarty pants or fancy pants? Here's a funny guy I follow who shares, Life is short. Make sure you spend as much time as possible on the internet arguing with strangers. Here's a thought. The first guy who heard a parrot talk was probably not okay for several days. An elderly friend I follow says, I'm at that age where my mind thinks I'm 29, my humor suggests I'm 12, while my body mostly keeps asking if I'm sure I'm not dead yet. A middle-aged guy pondering the future says, If you live to be 100 years old, you should make up some fake reason why, just to mess with people. Like, tell them you ate a pine cone every single day. And one more. One hundred years ago, everyone owned a horse, and only the rich had cars. Today, everyone has cars, and only the rich own horses. The stables have turned. I'm Rob Carney.